boys. How we doing? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the first step of FPL Draft Boys. Yeah. yeah. How are you guys feeling? Are you a bit excited? Yeah, really excited for this. Really yeah, excited. it has been a long time coming, hasn't it? Very. You know, it's about time the world, you know, learns from us. You I know. know. We've got some good shit to talk about. I you know, know. We That's do. it. Big it's... veterans of the draft strategy. Yeah, and you know, it's a bunch of guys with not a lot to do in uh, COVID quarantine and isolation. Why not start a podcast? Everyone else is doing it. That's it. We uh we had a look at what was out there, and there was just a lot of podcasts on online fantasy football, and we were like, "Where's the one on draft?" Yeah, and let me clarify: when we say online, uh, we mean the budget fantasy where they set a hundred mil price tag, and you spend a hundred million pounds on boring. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Now, our version. Miles, why don't you tell us a little about our version, the draft version? Well, look, we were doing draft before draft was actually a thing. On the website, on right? On the thing. I mean, look, they did it in online, in uh, US sports, but nothing with English stuff. They, no. they released it, what, three years now they're doing it? This is the third year. Yeah. This so, is the third year. There was a beta version that didn't work. And we've been doing it for seven now. So yeah. we've got a bit of experience on a bit of English Premier League draft, and we just want to share it with you. And, um, yeah, let us know what you guys think. Yeah, well, the strategies kind of remain the same, don't they? Even the way we used to run it in yeah. a Google spreadsheet and Just a, a Facebook less, page. Yeah, a lot less manual entering Yeah, a lot, less, lot less bitching. <laughs> um, less problems now that yeah. there's strict rules yeah. that you yeah, can We had do some so. of our own. We had some loose rules in our league. We had we captains did have some for fun draft. Ones. We yeah. had, like, crazy super sub rules. We, we had, like... How many players did we have at one point? We had a lot at one point. We had like, like 20-something 20 20. players. It was, 20. it was like six mids, six defenders. So brutal having points on your bench then. Two keepers. And we had to come up with eight players, a list of players for each one of those. So like how many fucking people did we come up with? It was ridiculous. Yeah. You had to have such a, such a massive list for your draft. It was crazy. It was fun though. Yeah, we had a good time and that's why we kept doing it. Now we're running the, you know, FPL draft system, which is now online and it's been running for, a, you know, a couple of years now. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we just basically wanted to talk to people and let them know some of what we've learnt over the years. Yeah, we just like hearing our own voice, don't we, guys? Yeah, well, you know, an excuse to have a bevy in midweek, you know. That's, that's it. That's, that's true. That's why I'm doing it. That's Eight. a nice little segue, well, actually, true. to our first little section of the uh, podcast. Yeah, and it's like, we like this. It's something different. It has nothing to do with... Um, the Fantasy League. Yeah. Um, it's called Snack Chat, Marlo. Yeah, Snack Chat. I mean, we all like a drink. We all like a snack. And uh, we've decided that <laughs> each week others. someone's going to bring a snack and a drink and we're going to probably, like, berate them for what they bring. 100%. And we're going to berate and rate where there's going to be and a system it. of uh, – there's going to be a full spreadsheet. We're going back to spreadsheets even though we said they were bad for our drafting. We're going back to spreadsheets. We're going to give up some scores. You know, at the end of the season, whoever has the best snack scores is going to win. What do they win? Oh, I don't know. A snack? We'll maybe figure they, it out. Maybe like whatever their highest performing snack and drink was, the other two have to buy that, buy that for them. As a yeah, gift. okay. Maybe Let's, a, a lifetime supply of it? If Ooh, we if we actually get any money. listeners, maybe we can put it out to them and see what they say over yeah. the season. Give us some suggestions as to who the, what the winner should get. Yeah. Okay. So what have we got? Well, this week I'm uh, first off the rank with uh, 
our drinks and snack. There's a lot of pressure. Before you get into it, we have not formally introduced ourselves. Actually, yeah, true. We all have yeah. names, don't we, guys? Well, oh, yeah. Now, the person bringing the snacks you're hearing is uh, Tom Heaton. Tom Heaton, introduce Hello. yourself. Hello, I'm Tom, also known as Hito. Why do you watch football? Oh, why do I watch football? Because the bloody Reds, mate, Liverpool, they just, they get me hard, you know. <laughs> That's why I watch football. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone else hear the crickets just there? <laughs> and uh, we've got Miles over here. Yeah, I'm Miles. They call me Milo, I guess. And, um, yeah, you know, I've been watching football since I moved overseas to, to England about 15 years ago. I had a bit of time there and, you know, just got hooked. And then been playing fantasy pretty much ever since. Just just wondering what team you got hooked on. Yeah, the Blues. I mean, I actually supported Which Chelsea blues? before. I, oh, Jesus. <laughs> that was pow. <laughs> actually. Look, come on, guys. I need all the help I can get. I supported it's... Chelsea before I even liked football. You know, just when I was growing up, I thought, you know, my dad said, you know, you need, a, you need to support an English team. And um, I like the color blue. And he said, well... Chelsea's uh, blue and they're in London. You should probably go for them. I'm surprised he didn't make you pick Watford after his... Uh... I think he wanted to always have a bit of competition between us, you know. <laughs> That's fair. That's what God's like. Why didn't he make you pick someone really shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, they were well, Maybe the they time. were when they did yeah, that money. Yeah. You never knew they'd be taken This over. is pre-Abramovich, yeah. even though, thank you, Roman, for coming. Yeah. Well, I guess you're going to echo those thoughts, are you? Well, uh, yes. Mr. And last but not least, is uh, it's me, Whitey, on the mic. What up? Um, and yes, I am a Chelsea supporter as well. Uh, yes, I supported them after they had a bunch of money. No, I didn't know that was happening. I was young and naive. <laughs> I <laughs> so basically chose the team because I played with Didier Drogba on FIFA and I was like, this guy is a weapon. And then I started watching the games and realized he really was a weapon in real life. It wasn't just some video game bullshit. Mm. And then that's all. All she wrote. And then we won a bunch of Premier Leagues and a Champions League and um, I've been having a pretty good time being a Chelsea supporter. Yeah, definitely. You know, lots of managers. Lots of managers. We yeah. love a manager. Lots of surprises, up and downs each year. Yeah. So um, less about Chelsea because we're going to talk so, so much about Chelsea. It's going to be oh. great. Less about Liverpool. We should just change the name of the podcast to like Chelsea Talk with Wadey and Miles. Yeah. How, how, do I, okay. how do I turn off my mic? And... <laughs> just leave the room. <laughs> yeah, we, don't worry. I know how to turn off your mic. <laughs> now, Thomas, Thomas Hedo, Hayden, yeah, I should me. call you. That's me. Uh, what's the snack? So got? snack. So do you guys want drink or snack first? Drink. Drink? drink. Okay. Yeah, I'm so thirsty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I they're still a little bit cold. But this be. week. I'm really excited Our drinks are brought to you by Brookvale Union. Wow. Lovely, oh. lovely little ginger beer. Love Alcoholic that. ginger beer. Exactly what I feel like. One yeah. standard drink. This, they're a bit on the light side, but, you know, it's perfect. still alcoholic. We can have eight of them. I just realized that in order to get, like, they're cold the, as. the snack chat title, you got to go hard early because gonna, we're going to run out of snacks. If you just go for some good stuff. Oh, we're just going to have freaky, man. Get. We're going to have freaky yeah. later on. Gonna... There's going to be some weird shit coming yeah, I know, out. I like Let's it. crack them, boys. All right, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. First pod, Brookvale Cheers Union. to the listeners if you're out there. Hope you're having a bevy with us. Mm. Hopefully it's after 5 p.m. And if it's not, it, go ahead. It's 5 p.m. somewhere. It's always true. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. And to it's go delicious. with, to go with, mm. you can't pass up some good old soya crisps. Yeah, that's oh, a good choice. Oh, wow, the variety. So good. You we went super high packet. quality on the drink. Yeah. 
realised he spent a bit of money, backed off a bit, <laughs> gone back for Soya crisps. Yeah. All these brands. But I'm sure once he gets, you know. I love like, Soya crisps. I'm not shitting on that. I get it. But I just love the, <laughs> I love the variety there. Like, That's if I can get the fucking packet open. But. Yeah, well, while he's doing that, Miles, um, give me a quick rating for this uh, Brookvale ginger the beer. drink. Out what of 10. Are, are we going out of 10? Out of 10 seems fair. And on, you can, it's decimal. Yeah, cool. Down That's, to the decimal. Yeah, point. I like that. Um, it's actually, it hurts me to say it, but it's quite high. I'm, I'm going to go with go a, I'm going to go with a 7.9. That's good. 7.9. Yeah. Y- look, you've got to have somewhere to go. And yeah. we have a rule. You know, we can't start. You have to, you have to add a, a point, a decimal, don't you? Yeah, look, you can. It's, it can it be a point right. oh, but, you know. It's got to be something. Look, I know this ginger beer. I know it's like basically my favorite one around. Um, Ooh, hear that crunch. That I'm crunch. gonna, I'm gonna rate that. Where I know it to be is a solid eight point five. Yeah. As far as ginger beer goes, so good. Past two of them, stop. Soya crisps, delicious, Moorish, very loud. Maybe not ideal for podcasts. Guess what? <laughs> stop eating in a bit. Yeah, they're very loud in my headphones. Yeah. Um. I'm going to give him a 6.5. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm close to doing a 6.3. Yeah. Okay. 6.3? Yeah. I am doing 6.3. I feel like I shouldn't vote. No, you shouldn't. No. Yeah. Okay. But what do you think? I like them both. Yeah, I always love a soy them. crisp and I'm not, you know, I'm partial to a ginger beer. I've noticed. But, well, now that we're all, you know, snacked we're, up, we're snacked up, bevied fresh, up. Got, a, got, you know, vocal cords all, all nice and wet. Oh, they're wet. We're, uh, oh, they're wet. Should we intro into what we're going to be talking about? Yes. Obviously, it's pre-season. Yeah. Yes. So we, we to... wanted to um, bring out this first episode because there's nothing out there on draft and we wanted to just to frame this episode about the tactics of a draft and what you, the ins and outs of how you should approach it, if it's your first one or even if it's your third one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, especially yeah, we had to learn the you know ropes. We had to figure it out, mm. um, and see what the tactics was over the years. We've you know figured out the best way to go about things. Changes every year. It does. Yeah, we haven't you know the best way. Yeah, we well, still haven't figured out our draft order for this year, and no. we usually just leave it to the day and come up with something completely <laughs> random like a number generator or something. One year we'll come up with something amazing. We've done a variety of things. We've yeah. dropped coins off a balcony and seen who could get the closest to something. Yep. Uh, this year we tried to run a competition that didn't really work. But No, exactly. You know, maybe yeah. this year we'll do an FA Cup style competition and see who wins. And I know. We'll, that way. We've got we've talked about it. Think it works. But yeah, in terms of this, so this episode, guys, we're going to look to talk a bit about the strategy of draft um, in terms of what you might think about when you get placed in the order, mm. what you might think about when you're in those positions, some of the pros and cons, and then a bit more depth about some of the in-depth tactics in terms of considering form, fixtures, um, different teams, mm. um, mind games, whatever you might think about during a draft. Um, sure. We're not going to talk about players just yet. Next episode, we're going to release just before the season starts. We're going to give you all the info on which players we're looking at, who we're liking, who you should be considering for this season, who we think might be uh, really helpful for your team. So Yeah, yeah. and rem- remembering that, you know, these players is very different from the budget format. Yeah. The te- players you might want to pick might be different to what you would pick there. They talk a lot about value there. 
It's nothing about value there. It's just best player you can get. Yeah, it's more about their actual yeah. form and how they're doing. And you have that freedom to pick as many of the good guys as you and want. No You've got no budget. the same player as you. That's exactly. it. Once you pick That's them, they're stuck with you for the rest of the season. Unless you trade them. Unless you which trade them, which would we'll go into that in a bit more too. detail. So our first topic. Yeah. Peter, take us away. What is it? So today we're going to start with the draft order itself. Yeah. In terms of how the positioning works, mm. thoughts on that, pros and cons, and other ideas of how you might establish that. So for everyone that doesn't know, a uh, a draft in this system is a snake order. So you start at one and you go all the way through to however many players you've got in your draft and then it reverses. So it goes back from that to one again. Yeah, the snake system. The snake system. The snake. So it's a dirty, slippery snake, which is like Miles. He's more of a weasel. I do slither around a draft quite well and uh, mind games do come into my draft quite a lot. But um, let let me start off, guys, with... When you're in a league, we play with seven people. Yep. People out there might play with four. They might play ten. Yep. Um, so in a situation, do you guys have a favorite position towards the start, middle, end? It it really depends on the year. You know, I remember back in the day where, you know, Aguero was just the, you know, fantasy royalty and you just wanted him. So I just want first round draft pick then because I just want Aguero. But it's changed a lot. And, mm. you know, the midfielders have become more valuable in, you know, the modern game, if I might say so myself. Well, definitely, especially the way they categorize the positions on the site too. Yeah. You know, wingers like Salah. Salah. Even though he's kind of a forward, mm. he is counted as a mid. So, it's yeah. pretty rare that you see, yeah, um, forwards being the high scoring player. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I remember when it was Rooney and he just like smashed all fantasy Premier League records when we first started. Yeah. And, yeah, that was just the way it worked back then. But nowadays the mids are more important. Mm. But so to answer your question, I would say I'd probably want a top three draft pick because I'd want, you know, a Salah, a Sterling, a Mane, you know, a De Bruyne this year because I think to win you pretty much have one need to have one of those essentials. Mm. Yeah, agree, agree. Look, for me, like, it's it's really... It's hard because, like, I've always kind of gone early. I've gone, like, one or two, and that's just because sometimes the way our random, you know, methods of choosing draft order is gone, and I've always kind of liked it because I feel like I've got a bit of control over my own fate, but it also puts a lot of onus on that very first player you pick. Yeah. Like, it basically means that that player you pick, all your eggs in one basket, that has to be one of the top-scoring players in the season, and your backup might not necessarily be an option yeah, because you, you've got to wait 13 players to get another yeah, one. exactly. And the other side of that is, and I've always struggled with this because I've commonly been in the top like two to three draft picks ever since we've played. I don't know how I manage it. I'm always in the top three. Um, is that there's not that many forwards that really score a lot of high points, especially in the current system like we were talking about. Mm. There's, you know, usually by the... If, the seventh forward that goes that plays for a different team because you only really get one per team that really plays a lot. Like if the, say you picked a mid first, you thought, okay, mm. you know, Salah, he's going to score the most points this season. By the time it snakes back to you, 
every single forward that starts in any of the good teams is well and truly gone because everyone else has picked a mid and a forward before you. I mean, mm. even second and third, you're still going to struggle for that same reason. Yeah. So it does make it much more challenging to pick someone and fully rely on that person. Definitely. Definitely. How do you guys feel about the end of the snake? So obviously the benefit there is you can go... Grab it by the tail, baby. Grab it by the tail. I've actually had a bit of success at the tail end. You do like the tail end. I do. I mean, I've I've had some really good luck where I've been able to get, you know, uh, you know, De Bruyne and like a Vardy. Mm. So that's a pretty strong first one and two draft pick, especially you know if Vardy's having a party that year because it just goes nuts, as we all know. He did did last season. Last year he did. You know. Um, I love a party party. But I was actually talking to a friend of mine uh, recently about, you know, what would be the best kind of pick this year. And we're thinking possibly around four. Okay. Because as, you know, Whitey was saying that's earlier. that's for seven, out of seven for out us. Out of seven for us. So midway through your draft. Midway because, you know, obviously, you know, your Salah, your Sterling, your Mane is probably going to go first three picks. But then you're still left with... You know, you can just go straight away to a Bamiyang and then, you know, a couple more players is going to go and then you can maybe get like a Fernandez on the way back, even Vardy, something like that. And you're going to have a pretty strong team and then you've only got, what, five more players to go before you get your third pick. So fourth could be a really critical pick this year. Yeah, I agree. I think now it seems like there's actually so many good picks out there. So... Yeah, I think no matter where you are, you'll probably get a good pick. And there's a, as you guys said, there's a lot of pressure on those first couple of picks mm. because, say, out of all those good guys, you pick one, and if they become if they come maybe sixth highest fantasy scorer at the end of the season, mm. you had first, but you didn't have that. You essentially want that top guy, so yeah. it puts a lot of pressure, as you were saying before, which makes it tough, but. That's the fun of it, isn't it? It's yeah. just like and draft time. Oh, that's like the best part of the season. Draft is the best night. Draft of the is year. the best night of yeah of the year. We all wait for it. Like yeah, it's definitely not the end of the season. It's like except you know, for one person, you get a new girlfriend yeah, exactly. every year. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh my god. <laughs> but sometimes there's like those old familiar faces just are staring at you, and you just have to pick them. Yeah. Can I talk okay. about one thing that you may have skipped over in your little fourth pick plan? Tell me. And I know we weren't going to talk about any specific players. No, that's and all right. I know there's no guarantees yet as to if this player is coming to the Premier League. Mm. But Messi. Messi. Now, Messi would really disrupt, throw a fucking spanner in the fantasy works. You'd want first all day. You'd, You'd want sell Messi. your left yeah, kidney. I know. 100%. <laughs> I, I was talking to you about this at golf the other day. I was like, so if he comes... Is he just automatically first round 100%. pick? And you were You'd like, be stupid not to. You I would be tempted not to. I'm not going to lie. He's not historically been amazing against Premier League teams. In England, he's, you know. But, but if he's, like, most of the season, he's versing a Leeds or an Aston Villa. Yeah, but can you, you know, do he's... it on a cold winter's night in Stoke? Yeah, oh, but it doesn't that's the matter. Thing. Maybe next year if they get promoted. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> matter if you've got Kevin De Bruyne passing to you. If, if he goes to City, like... Oh, if he's going to go anywhere, he's just going to go there. Yeah. You know, he's, oh, he's... come on. Keep a hat in the ring there, Miles. Chelsea. <laughs> he follows Chelsea on Twitter. Woo. No, he doesn't. Never... Yes, he does. He only follows four clubs on Twitter. They came out with it the other day, which is the only reason we've been linked. It's Manchester City, um, new old, old boys or whatever it is, young boys, old boys, yeah. can't remember. 
the Argentinian club that he mm-hmm. goes play for, and Barcelona and Chelsea is the fourth. You know, maybe it's because he's never scored against us. But he did, I think. I think oh, did he eventually broke did he? that drought. Okay. Oh, Someone get on the stats. We'll have to get that up <laughs> for on. you guys yeah, yeah, a up. bit later. But, yeah, that would change everything for in terms of who wants first. And you know um, what? It's going to be crazy if Messi comes after the after the draft happens. Yeah. So bef- if he doesn't whoever's come. Lo- whoever's losing. Yeah. The, uh, before. Yeah, as you guys might know or might not know, the uh, free agent system is whoever's at the bottom of the table gets first pick at a free agent and... In this case, if he joins the league and gets a free pick. Yeah. So do you draft poorly just to get messy? <laughs> play play terribly. Play I, all your worst teams. I still want to discuss our rules with with the with the new players that come in because I, I think it needs to be a, a league vote of if we're gonna bring them in as they come in or if we just wait until from when we do the draft until after the waiver wire does. Yeah, but we'll, well discuss that. We'll discuss that. Now, can I come back just on that Messi against Chelsea note? Chelsea are the team Messi played the most minutes against, 835 across 10 matches. He did not score in his first 730 minutes facing the Blues, but struck three times in two games against them in 2017-18. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the drought got broke, but... It was a long drought in some yeah. of the better teams he's played in. And he missed a couple of penalties as well. Yeah, man. He respects us. I can tell he you, clearly I can doesn't tell respect you. Liverpool. <laughs> well, I just thought I'd throw that I can in tell there. You, I can tell you he definitely doesn't like playing at Anfield, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's nightmares for him. But, look, let's get back to uh, the draft. And um, let's just talk about a bit more about the pros and cons of, of the draft orders. Yeah, because you're obviously going to be thrown a random one. So if you're just using the online system to dictate it for you, mm. um, we do it differently. We like to do our own little little order and then uh, we just manually enter our players um, yeah. instead of doing the watch list and then letting it auto, yeah. doing it live as a draft. We, we don't make do a night out of it, don't we? We make a full night out of it. But those on online listening might be playing that way mm-hmm. and doing it live. So you kind of have to react quickly, don't you? You have to sure. be prepared you have a certain time limit mm. you got to have your players ready to go so how do you guys prepare lots of different ways um lots of reading obviously you know there's a few handy websites out there like fantasy football scout that just have really great in-depth coverage on mm-hmm. you know new players that have come in obviously old players that are there and um you know just just good potentials uh and Obviously, you know, all of the news outlets, BBC. Agree. You know. I think a part of it as well is if you've played before, you have a little bit of a gut instinct Yeah. Um, on a lot of things. If it's your first time you're helped there by the site will give you a draft rank. Mm. Um, that's just using their algorithm to figure out whatever, however they figure that out. But looking at what players scored last year is always a really great starting point. That's it. Um, for sure. And then it all just comes down to bias as well. Like for myself, um, I'm pretty loose with strategy, to be honest. I don't really plan too much. Mm. I have an idea in my head. Yeah. But I like to feel it out on the night. I really like to see what other people are picking and base it off who's left after they've chosen. I mm. don't like to go, here's my top 20, and I'll literally pick the next name that is available. Yeah, I definitely um, don't have a, a numbered order. 
but I definitely have a condensed idea of the type of team that I want. And Hito, how has that worked out for you in previous? Uh, well, it worked out pretty well last year. <laughs> yeah, ladies right. and gentlemen, now you're current champion of uh, Fan of Sydney, as we call our league. Well deserved, I might add. Not Thank really. You. I mean, he was <laughs> probably two hundred points ahead pre-COVID, and then COVID happened, and Whitey over here really cut that deficit down to like. Quarterback. I think we were going into the final game week, and they were about thirty points off each other. So. Good effort. It was it was back and forth though, because I think I was in first for the first like 10, 15 games. I think all three of us were up there. And then mm, I just dropped. I was just trying to throw myself right. in there. Come no, on, buddy. You're always, no, you're Peter always I'm like always this. <laughs> you, no, you've got when selective memory, all right? No, okay, all right? You've got very selective memory. We were uh, up there for a long time, all three of us. I know you were there with us, but you never touched first. You never touched it. <laughs> Okay, I mean, look. Or second. You guys are listening to the only person in this room that has won multiple titles in Fantasy Sydney. Okay. These guys have just won, luckily won one each. Now I've just muted Miles, everyone. <laughs> Isn't that the best button? <laughs> Isn't that the best button in the world? <laughs> you know? You want to you try it next time? Yeah, I might try it next time. Miles, welcome back. Are you done? One through eight. I'm never done. Well, it's, always, it's always fun to... Think about that each season, isn't it? It's funny though, because most of the time it always involves the same players as last time. Can yeah. I rephrase that question? I think it has to be with players that are already in the league right now. Oh, you yeah. Can't, you can't go like, oh, Messi. Oh, yeah. You know, Messi's oh, not here yet. Yeah, he's not. We're all getting like a bit hard over the thought of Messi coming to oh, the Premier League. Like to fantasy, but it's also but, like a living nightmare. But look, we gave Messi five minutes of our podcast, so and that's big time for him. So... I know he'll appreciate it when he listens. He will. So, I, Miles, top eight, what do you reckon? Top eight? Look, it's pretty obvious, but I reckon it will be Salah, Sterling, Mane, Abamyang, De Bruyne, Kane, and then I think I think Aguero's still there. In that order? Basically. De Bruyne was pretty far down that list. I know. I agree with a lot of those players, but not necessarily the order. No, order's horrific. <laughs> I I personally think um, Kevin will go first. You reckon? He was the highest fantasy point scorer last season. Thanks for um, that tip, Peter. Well, will I, he do it again, though? I don't know. He's just, a, yeah, for me, he's a bit of a machine, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And midfielder, obviously. So can you, give it, can you give us yours in order then, Hito? I can't give you an order to be honest. I've uh Well that's the game. Well, okay, let me let me <laughs> let me pull it up. Well, that's, that's the game. It's the okay. game. All right. Okay, so what am I doing? Eight. 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 First eight draft picks you think will okay. go in what order go. Um, I think it will be De Bruyne, Salah, uh, Kane, Baumiang, um, Sterling, uh, Mane. Uh, Rashford, and then Werner. Yeah, okay. Rashford. Because I just know Tim's going to be last and he's going to pick Werner. <laughs> oh. That's uh, our most regular loser in our league, for those out there wondering. <laughs> and a diehard Chelsea fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doesn't watch many of the games. We'll draft all of the players. They're the only ones he may know. Yeah. And how about yourself, mate? 
Look, I'm, I've been having a think. I've been trying to use up a little bit of the time. You guys are thinking to actually write down a list. Oh, I can see why you asked us first now. Yeah, I know. I wanted some time here to really think about it. Um, Put us yeah, on the spot. I think the order would be very similar. I, I'd say De Bruyne first, Salah second, Aubameyang third, based off his new position being a midfielder. Mm-hmm. Um, number four, Sterling. Oh, and I should say that Aubameyang's contract talks, you know, I don't think they're completely settled yet. So that could be a little bit of a dangerous pick, but we still got two weeks to figure that out. But if he still hasn't decided his contact, contract yet, I think that'll definitely affect where he goes. Definitely. Because, like, yeah, I, I mean, how many times before have people been stung by drafting early on someone who may leave, may not, or we mm-hmm. haven't even heard about it yet? It hurts. It hurts. Gareth Bale being one of them. Bale. Gareth Bale. Anyway, let's go back. So I'd said De Bruyne, Salah, Aubameyang. Number four would be Sterling. Five, Fernandez. I mean, he was just in such fire at the end of last season. And, like, they're just adding to that squad. I think think they'll be able to finally build on some momentum, Manu. Um. Then Kane, <clears throat> excuse me, I oh. couldn't talk for a minute. Oh. <clears throat> um, right, then right. Kane, as I think we pronounce it. Yep. Isn't that right, boys? In our league. Kane, is, Mane, yeah. Sane. Yeah. No longer Sane, he's gone. I know, mm. we did a new one. Uh, number seven, I will pick, ooh, that would have to be Aguero. The respect to the guy. Yeah. You know, as we said, he's fantasy royalty. And last but not least, the Vardy party. Vardy party. How can you go past top goal scorer from last no, season? He does it true. every bloody time. If they don't, if they're not the first eight, I'd be pretty surprised. There's some other good names in there. Not a lot of them are proven. I think we're, yeah. there's a lot to see this season. I think between us, we pretty much would have probably named about 12 players. Yeah. So about that. Yeah, exactly. Like we had we're a lot of the same. The same ones. So. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, little segue there because obviously we've got a few different positions. Um, there's two positions we didn't talk about there, defenders and goalkeepers. Mm. How do you guys like to balance your squads throughout draft? Well, last season I uh, I had it in my head that I was going to go double Liverpool defence. So I always had in my head that I was going to go like strong on like Robinson and Van Dyke like mm-hmm. pretty early. Obviously, I wish I went for for Trent. Um, it was it was close to going for Robertson and Trent, but I went with Van Dyke because you know he's a beast, and just for BPS value, I thought that they were more catered to a centre back mm-hmm. last season. Um, I got screwed a little bit with like Liverpool's clean sheets at the start of the season, so my tactic didn't really like you know yeah. pull off Allison so well. Injured. Allison getting injured, and um, I actually drafted in Adrian when he did get injured. So I had the Delta, you know, I had you know the triple Liverpool defense, and he let in like to go with it. But like he screwed me in like the last five minutes of so many games. Yeah, like letting in stupid like fumbles and stuff, and I was like, (laughs) you just cost me like. 25 points. <laughs> Miles, we could talk about how shit that strategy was for hours. It was actually, it was pretty but, good. But I, as far as strategy goes, it is something a little different. And, I mean, mm. it's quite common for defenders to be, you know, looked over early on, that's for sure. And in when you look at their um, points these days, I mean, do you guys have any of those points up? 
because I'm pretty well, sure defenders in are 10. in the top. Yeah, but top 10. even I think when we drafted last season, um, whoever it was, whoever scored the most as a defender last season was in the top three in points yeah, for trends. the season prior. So, but that's the thing. If you go for one of them early, like as a rule, our league would not go for a defender in the first two rounds. You'd mm. be laughed at because mm. you've got to take those risks on maybe one of those players in forward and midfield and try and go for a defender as late as possible mm. because you know they'll go late anyway. And it's the same for a goalkeeper and, and, too at times. And clean sheets are a hard thing to predict throughout a season where Definitely. a goal can come but not necessarily impact a win or a loss, you know, whereas a clean sheet's pretty aligned to winning. And when I say yeah. I went for them early, I didn't go for them in the first two rounds. No, like, no, That's no. just crazy. But I'm pretty sure I went for both of them back-to-back in pretty much like Round four and five. Yeah. So, because when you think about it by then, with seven people in our league, there's a lot of good players gone by then. So, it yeah. might sound to people listening like quite early, round four. Mm. But when you think about how many players are gone by then, yeah, it's quite a lot. And it's interesting as well because the, the fantasy website, they give a draft rank. And the first defender is Trent Alexander Arnold at number 27. Yeah. So, they're putting in 27, but he was in the top 10 points last year. So, yeah. that's, so that's like round four for us, basically. Yeah. But that so, makes sense because that's when it'll go. Like, but it also depends though. There's certain leagues that like for us, that seems to be the way it falls. But other people might look at that and go, that's a lot of points. And just play the numbers um, game. I'm going to play the numbers and, and, and go pick for them that. up like round two or round three. Yeah. yeah. Um, like I tried that a couple they, seasons yeah. ago with um, a goalkeeper and it wasn't like, I'm not talking about in the first couple rounds, but it was right around like it was a bit early for us to be picking a goalkeeper. Yeah, you picked like, De Gea, didn't you? Uh, oh, God, I can't remember now. It was like three years ago. I think. Yeah, I think I remember that. Oh, maybe it was the season I won it. Is that because we laughed But I don't think it was the goal. Is that why you remember it? Hmm? We laughed at him. Is that why you remember it? Yeah, well, they laughed <laughs> at me for all my decisions. <laughs> they were in the third. Thank you. <laughs> that wasn't blown out. I don't know what. Um, but, yeah, I went for the goalkeeper early. It didn't actually really work out for me that year, but it's just common to see, like, a goalkeeper, you know, you're looking at the points of some of the players, midfielders and mm. whatnot, even defenders by a certain stage, how many points they actually score in a season. And sometimes it's 60 points less mm. than a goalkeeper. That And the goalkeepers still haven't gone. Yeah. But they can be pretty hard to pick. And, yeah. and the goalkeeper, you know, getting high points, you basically have to pick who you think might win the Premier League. Yeah. And I think the interesting thing there is you might think, oh, they've got so many more points than like this defender or this midfielder. But when you look at just all the goalkeepers, mm. it might be like 40 points difference between a couple of them. Mm. And it's like, it's a lot, but also it's not crazy. Sure. The difference between a different goalkeeper and you could save your pick for a lot later on. Mm. Um, and because you're going to play one each week. So that makes it interesting too. But and you can always get lucky by picking the, the specky goalkeeper of the season as well. Oh yeah, like you know, Dean Henderson, from like Dean or someone like year, that, been and Nick Pope. Yeah, you can just obviously a yeah, Pope massive goal like scoring last season. Yeah, that's crazy. And you know you could just put them in instead of you know if I had drafted someone like De Gea last season as my first goalkeeper, but then I'd got you know Pope. Why would I play De Gea when they're just leaking so many goals? Mm. And Pope's just like racking him up, racking him up. Yeah. Exactly. So it's yeah they might have scored that many throughout the year. But did you play them every time they scored those points? Yeah. Agree. Can I ask you guys another question um, in regards to um, 
a player, so a team um, in form. So before the draft, that is. So, mm. you know, basically picking who you think will win the league and how much does that factor into the players you pick because, I mean, another factor of that is rotation is quite common in squads that might win the league. Yeah. So, you know, where do you find that balance between picking a player that, um, you know, might be from a team that might win the league or could get rotated a bit? Do you want to take this one, Ada? Yeah, I can take that. Um, take I guess it. I guess for me, it's you're always wanting to try and find a player that is going to play every week. Mm. Um, you know, City has always been notoriously hard in the past because they rotate a lot, mm. um, but still end up getting quite good points. So, and even when they're rotating, you know, like look at Mares for an example last mm. season. You know, he didn't start every game, but. He came on and actually had decent minutes. So he'd had about, you know, he came on 60 minutes, has half an hour. The teams that he's playing against, you know, a little bit tired. So the games that he came off the bench, he actually did quite well. Yeah. Got a couple of quick assists, you know, just a little yeah, bit did. of flair. Yeah, just to put him in the mix, hey? Yeah. And so rotation's one thing, but it's like rotation if they're still in a team that allows them to have the minutes to score well in yeah, fantasy. Exactly. And I think that's that's a big thing. Like when you look at the form of a team, if someone's, you know, or a player's been hot and they're consistent, mm. um, you know, that's really important for instead of a player who scores like, you know, it's really hard when they score 10 goals a season, but they might have huge gaps of like 10, 12 game weeks where they yeah. get nothing. And they're not getting games. That's a really hard yeah. one, you know, whether it's games or not. So... It's a tough one for sure. How about yourself? What do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you just have to take the risk at that point. Like you, you know, I think Sterling is actually not a bad example of in the past where we've kind of gone, I mean, especially since we've had Pep, Sterling has come into a squad and like he hadn't didn't play at all. We drafted him, I think I drafted him quite early one year just before he really kind of broke out. Mm. He was doing fuck all for the whole year. But I kind of kept him in the squad and then all of a sudden he was red hot. Mm. And then basically since then he's been pretty hot fantasy yeah. property. But there have been times where he just drops out of the squad for like a bunch of games. Yeah. Like you got to pull the trigger on Sterling. Like no one – we all put Sterling in our top eight mm. draft picks here. But we know that he can be dropped out of that Man City squad like very quickly. So it's just – just got to take the risk. Sterling's and- an interesting one. I – the thing about Sterling is he doesn't he never really gets injured that much. No, he doesn't. You know, that's a good thing. No, he's, he's really yeah, he's robust. Yeah, he's reliable. <laughs> robust. And but he doesn't he, like he doesn't drop well, he just drops form, I guess. He drops a bit of form. A bit but he's always available. And yeah. there's a lot of players in that city team that, that have a few niggles every now and then. So yeah. you know, he's got a lot of, you know, you know, long term jeopardy if you do draft him pretty well. Yeah. But I wanted to actually come back to your first question and I wanted to think about it from a different perspective and like a balance of a squad over the course of a draft. So say if I'm like I get to the middle of the draft, I'm always looking at, okay, what have I got now yeah. and what do I need? Okay. So that's a really important strategy that you guys should be thinking when you guys are drafting where, okay, the, the first four picks of your draft are pretty – like stock standard. It's kind of the easy ones, isn't yeah. it? It's once all the big names are gone, that's when it gets a bit 
Yeah. Interesting. So you should really be focusing in on, okay, this is what I've ended up with. I've got, you know, two really good mids and a, a decent forward and maybe a really good defender and then build your squad around that core team. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that too. Um, I've never thought of it in that way necessarily. I often think about kind of fixtures more so and also not having too many players from one team. What do you mean fixtures? Like, I guess an, a good opening run of fixtures. Oh, you, you, you actually look at the first 10 rounds and think, okay, I want to get a head start on well, this league. But that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Like sometimes if good fixtures can give teams good form mm-hmm. and then they just run, it keeps running. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean, like some teams have a, st- a hard start to a season. I'm not so, talking about like Liverpool or anyone who's probably going to win the league or City, mm-hmm. but those other teams. Oh, so after your first couple of picks, yeah, after then you're focusing on the first. I think about it definitely because I think, oh, these guys could run on some form if they have a good run of fixtures. Like, mm-hmm. and um, if we're talking about fixtures, I think. Chelsea has a pretty good run to begin with. Yeah, but well, let's let's. I really, really happy that you brought that up. Let, let's think about Spurs because I've heard that they've got a pretty, pretty tough start of the. I think it's. Year. I think it's in November. Um, they've got a really rough go. Oh no, hang on. Yeah, I've got it up here now. They play okay. Yeah, they do have a tough run. Yeah. So there goes Manchester City. This is in November. Manchester City. Then Chelsea, then Arsenal, then Palace, then Liverpool, then Leicester, then Wolves. Oh, that is horrible. Now that's that runs oh, from man. game week nine through to fifteen. Now, unless that probably uh, comes into close to Christmas too. It is close to Christmas, and probably I don't know if they're going to try and finish the season on time as to what they would normally finish it and condense a couple of the game weeks to I try and are, yeah. get it done. It's going to be a pretty con, um, congested fixture list, regardless. Um, but but that that what I was talking about before could play a part there because like Spurs could Miles is so crunching away over there. He's trying to avoid that. <laughs> it's all right, mate. The Sawyer Chris were doing great. They've been staring at me for the last ten minutes, and I'm like, oh, they're so loud. But you're doing the Matrix, trying to get away from your mic, and I can still hear this faint crunching. Anyway, to get back it's to my so point. Good. The fixtures at the start of Spurs' run is kind of like what I was talking about. Like for the first eight game weeks, they have an incredible run of good fixtures. Mm. They've only got United in there at game week four, but the rest of them, they're all if you if and if you guys have looked at the fantasy website before, they've got like a rating system of um, hard fixtures and easier fixtures. The lowest and easiest rating being two, a green, and the hardest being. It's like black, grey, five, yeah. charcoal as a five. And I think only one team rates as a five, and usually it's the one that won the Premier League. Um, Man City isn't even rated as five, it's rated as four. Um, but, yeah, regardless, if you're looking at the first, you know, nine, eight fixtures of Spurs, nearly all green and rated as a two, yeah. which is, like, really good run. And if they get some form, you know, Mourinho is famously pretty good in... Big games. Mm. I mean, they might be draws, but you know, that's true. That's a good point. Definitely, could be could be a way to think about it. So there you know, know, as you've got a few points, you've got to think about your diversity of your team, the spread of points across different teams, different positions, 
looking into fixtures. Looking at the form. team that will win. Yeah, teams that could win. Basically, like, you know, for me, I never looked at that. I, when I first started, I didn't look at the team I thought would win the Premier League. I looked at players individually mm. and I realised that was a huge mistake in my tactics. Is that and, why you always came last? No. That's why, you never, that's why, I, had, years that's why I had Liverpool all to myself. All those years, no one touched Liverpool. Because no one fucking likes it. Was great. It was great. It was great. Man, I had like Gerrard and like that Suarez. Was when, and that was when Sturridge Liverpool and... were a mid-table team, all right, Hito? Still. We nearly, we nearly won that one year. Yeah, Suarez. Suarez the only good like, player that, that, that was year. there in most of the fantasy years. We, we, we could talk about that forever. I know. But, what yeah, that, that was like a huge factor for me, was just changing that tactic alone, was just trying to think of two teams that would come in the top two rather than looking at players individually. Mm. No, that's a good point. And I think that brings us to a nice uh, end point there for hard strategies. Now we've got to think about the individual strategies in terms of mind games with your fellow competitors. Yeah. What, these little bitches that are around me <laughs> don't know how to draft. It's actually really tough for me to get so deep into it because I'm actually doing this podcast with two of my probably main competitors in my league. Well, so give it's... us a little taste. You don't have to go too deep because we don't want to you know, and... ruin some of the fun. But it's a fun concept though, isn't it? Because we've had people in our leagues in the past who... You know, you don't know what you guys have got out there. Some people who don't care as much or they just do it for a bit of fun. Um, Some take it really seriously, some don't. Look, I have a question. Yeah. I'd like to know how far your mind games really go past just like when someone picks a player during the draft and you go, oh, I don't know about that. He's going to Madrid. Don't go to Madrid. Like where where do they – what else? I like to call them – Danglers. (laughs) (laughs) Danglers. <laughs> <laughs> so you throw little bites out there, you drop a little bread off the boat and you see if people take it. Bit of chum in the water. You know, whether it's not even football related, whether it's, you know, something related to the evening, you know, when it's someone's getting close to someone's go, ask if they want another beer, get them a bit How oh, please, are you really doing that? I mean, if, if if you knew me, you know, you'd probably know that I am. Yeah, your nickname is The Weasel. Oh, no. You know, I'm going to keep I a feel close violated. I'm keep He's a... been <laughs> sleeping me drinks for years. I'm going to keep a close eye on my drinks this year. You know, year. sometimes I have a little bit of roofie. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, okay. We're, getting, well, we're getting into it. Desperate. <laughs> no, but mind games are really fun and, you know, it does make the night, you know, a whole lot more enjoyable mm. when there's a lot of banter going on. And for me, the banter is just... A distraction point for maybe maybe players in our league that aren't as focused as maybe someone people like. Yeah, it might not be paying enough yeah. attention. Go, who got picked? Oh, you know. And I then, see where the mind goes. And then, in. and then, you know, once you know you you do that, and they've taken so long to make their pick, then you just put the pressure on. Yeah, you know, pile like, it on. You got thirty seconds. You know, they know they've they know <laughs> they you know? they know they've yeah. had no idea who they're gonna pick. They've stretched it. They've drawn out their absolute max time limit. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck, I hope I pick someone good. Yeah. And you just then pile on that pressure of like, oh, good good pick, mate. Or uh, Yeah, great work. Berahino yeah, in the third. The third. <laughs> and then they're just like, okay, I'll pick up Peter Crouch. All yeah. Right. Yeah. You know. Crouchy. Yeah. Crouchy. We love Crouchy. Good old Crouchy. We do. He's, he is fantasy royalty. 
He's yeah. oh god, he is. Yeah, you just love the tall man in your squad, don't you? Who doesn't love a crouchy? Yeah, I've grouchy. picked him up a couple of times. You know. Yeah. Well, Who's so we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up there with a bit of a preview for uh, next week's podcast. Um, we're gonna talk more. We're gonna talk more specifically about players, um, preseason form uh, for teams. Yeah, new signings, a bunch of different stuff. We're going to talk more about Messi, no doubt. Probably. Um, yeah, give you some guys. So as you, I don't know, you guys might be drafting, like we are quite late, close to the season start to give as much time as possible. Best draft. Oh, it always is. You don't want is. all those bloody yeah. sleeper players coming in just late and fucking up everything you work so hard for, especially the people that put effort in. Yeah. Because no. that waiver wire can come in and fuck you. It can, it can. Yeah. But even and I like goes, to be bought dinner. Oh, before do. I get fucked. You do. I've, I've seen you request it more times <laughs> yeah. beforehand. But even yes. if you guys have drafted already, we might throw out a few names you guys think you could pick up early on. Yep. Um, we're going to be talking about some of the new promoted teams, some new players to watch, and we'll probably throw out a few speculative picks for who we have a little hunch on as well. So, And then I think... I'm not giving away anything good. Sorry, guys out there. <laughs> oh, I'm giving nothing. To be honest, I don't even know what that is right now, but I'm going to do the research and I'm going to know who it is and I'm going to hold it back from all of you. <laughs> and then finally next week we're going to um, get into our, our game within a game where we'll be picking our first predictions, Ooh, where we'll yeah, be picking spicy. one um, kind of, uh, what, what do we describe them, like big name player? Mm-hmm. Big name. Yep. And then one smaller Name player, we're, we're gonna we'll say more of like a rules. budgety player, yeah, like budget. your kind of backup, maybe your outside chance. They just can't be the guaranteed like starter, or well, not necessarily starter, but points getter. Yeah, points getter. Yeah, that's the yeah. technical yeah. term. Yeah. Points getter. Yeah, he's gonna be. A, he's gonna be. You know, on the low end of the points getting. <laughs> but maybe high. Maybe high. You maybe high. We'd hope so. And yeah, so we're gonna run that game throughout the season and. uh compete against each other to try and pick. The so there'll best. be the snack chat game and then there'll be predictor game. Prediction game. game. And on that note, we'll say goodbye. The draft boys. Bye, Peace boys. Out. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Boys, boys, boys. Boys. boys.